Jessica Wilson, who's the Head of Research for Consumer NZ. Hi, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Very, very well. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show again. No worries. It's always good to talk. So were you surprised 9 out of 20 products, sunscreen products, did not meet their label claims? Unfortunately, it's a bit of a pattern we've been seeing in the past few years that we've been testing sunscreens. Our annual tests have found too many products just aren't meeting the claimed FPF on their label. And do you have any idea, uh, because this is the thing that is slightly confusing about the releases that I saw, the press releases, Jessica. Um, So if they didn't meet the SPF 50 plus, how short of that were they? and, And what is the sort of level of protection that would be considered to be safe? Sure. Well, look, what what we recommend and what the Ministry of Health recommends is to look for a sunscreen with at least an SPF of 30. So some of the products, three products we tested, were claiming an SPF of 50 plus, very high protection, but got less than that 30 in our test results. So they were between 20 and about 26, so below the 30 that Ah. we would recommend consumers look for when they're buying sunscreen. Right. That's yeah. That that that's really quite scary. I'd have to say. Can I ask? As uh, we were t- before we started chatting, we were talking on air, just Simon and myself, about the fact that I'm of Celtic origin, basically. So I've got very fair skin. Used to have freckles when I was a kid, and all that sort of stuff. I'm working on the presumption it's even more essential for people with certain types of skin than others. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Looks. Some people are more prone to sunburn and skin damage, so very important very important for all of us to cover up and use sunscreen when we're outside in that baking, scorching New Zealand sun. Uh, but yes, some people are definitely more prone to uh, sunburn than others. Are there some people for whom, and I'm, I'm, I, have a fa- I believe I'm one probably, are there some people for whom in actual fact covering up is absolutely essential um, and sunscreen, even at the higher levels, is probably not as good as covering everything up. Yeah, look, I, I think sometimes we, we place too much faith in just putting on the sunscreen and forgetting to do other things, such as you know wearing uh, long sleeve shirts, wearing a hat, wearing sunglasses, which are equally essential if you're out in the sun. So sunscreen provides... Uh, extra defence against those suns burning rays, but no sunscreen is going to protect you 100%. So you also, it's really important that you uh, take other precautions as well when you are out in the, in the baking sun. In fact, limit your time in the sun when it is at those dangerous levels. Yeah, it's, it is a common theme that we've heard for many, many years. Jessica, there was a school of thought that with melanoma, for example, the worst end of sun, sun damage, that melanomas that presented are often a result of maybe exposure 20 years previously. Is that correct? That, that is true. I mean, the, what, what can happen, your time spent in the sun as a child can come back to haunt you later as an adult and can result, unfortunately, in, in melanoma or skin cancer. So therefore I ask the question, if you're 60 years old, is there any point to putting sunscreen on? <laughs> Yeah, look, sun damage can happen at any point in, your, it, okay. in your life, yeah. so <laughs> okay. we, yeah, definitely right. we, we, would, we would say wear, wear your sunscreen if you're, out in that, if you're out in that sun, but also take the other precautions as well. Like, going back to a thousand years ago when, when I was a teenager, <laughs> and having a tan was what you are kind of aiming for, because it was sort of cool to be out on the beach with a, with a proper tan on. Do you feel, is it your impression as hopefully we become more aware of the fact that there are dangers with the sun as well as good things, that having a tan is not such an imperative for younger people now? 
Well, unfortunately, the message isn't quite getting through uh, to the extent that we would like. You still see people baking out there in the in the summer sun, um, lying on the beach with possibly no protection on at all. So we really need to need to do a bit more to convince uh, convince everyone that a tan ain't necessarily a great look. Right. And it can come back to haunt you later on. It's a good thing a lot of preschools, um, schools, primary yeah. schools and secondary now, but certainly primary schools, they don't let the kids out in the playground without these big hats on now. It's a big thing in Australia. It's come to New Zealand, so that's a good start, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see those measures being being uh, put in place, that, that kids do have to wear their hats outside and that there are uh, screen shading and other protection to stop the stop those beating rays getting yeah. Jessica, thank you again for your time, Head of Research at Consumer NZ. Can I just ask a couple of quick questions from the text machine here, because we're getting loads of people texting in while you're speaking. This one says, hey guys, can you please um, ask that lovely Jessica from Consumer NZ, um, can a consumer determine if a sunscreen carries the right protection? For example, says the texter, I've been looking at a natural sunscreen that says on the bottle, designed to meet all the requirements of Australian New Zealand standard. Does this mean it meets the 50 SPF? It says it does. Yeah, well, it should because consumers should be able to rely on the claims on the product. However, at the moment, sunscreen testing isn't mandatory here, so there's no requirement for sunscreen manufacturers to regularly test their sunscreens. We've been pushing for that, haven't got there yet, we'll continue to do so, but we would like to see uh, all sunscreens comply with a standard and uh, for manufacturers to test annually. Good. This texter here says, great chat this, what sunscreens meet the SPF best for children and babies? Are there natural alternatives that work as well? Yeah, look, you don't need to buy a separate sunscreen for children or babies. Anyone who wants to see the re- late results of our latest test and find out which sunscreens passed can go onto our website. The results are free. Just go onto the homepage, consumer.org.nz, and you'll find a link to the results there. Jessica, one of the things that, and I don't know if it's an urban myth or not, but I've always sort of understood that for various reasons um, that the sun in New Zealand was particularly brutal as far as the damage it did to, this, to, the, to your skin and the potential to unfortunately produce skin cancers. Is, is that true or not, that the that, sun that is, is really right. bad? We, we, have, um, we have it bad here. We have a pretty harsh, uh, harsh exposed to harsh UV rays during summer, so it, it's extra um, important that we take those measures to uh, protect ourselves over the, those summer months. Jessica, it has been great to chat. Thanks for your work because I know that'll bring a lot of comfort to people. Well, you, because you've mentioned that we have such a high exposure to the sun, that you know this is a country that we need to take care of ourselves. So really good on you. Thanks so much. Thank you very no, much. No worries. Cheers, guys.